Welcome to the Streamline Performance Podcast, where our mission is to provide you, the everyday athlete, with the knowledge, insight, and tools to stay active, improve performance, and avoid injury along the way. We believe that an active life is a life worth living, and if you're here, you likely do too. If you're ready to learn from the best doctors, coaches, athletes, and other leading experts in the ever-changing world of health and wellness, you're in the right place. Let's jump into today's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Streamline Performance Physical Therapy Podcast. Dr. Ryan Spencer here. Today's hot topic is going to be low back pain. So I'm going to go on a little educational rant here about low back pain and talk about kind of common symptoms in the beginning, common movements that can help, common things you should be aware of, and just really all things low back pain, kind of low back pain 101, talking from my own clinical experience and my own personal experience as a fellow patient with low back pain issues, because I've had plenty of low back stuff in the past, a few bad injuries, a few minor things. So I'm well aware, not just from treating a ton of low backs, but also treating myself and have my own experience. So I want to just kind of talk through the basics so you guys can listen to this and have a better idea of what to do if you ever do unfortunately suffer from some acute low back pain. So we've almost all been there. You know, back pain is worldwide leading uh, cause of disability from the latest research I've read. So it's a very common issue. A lot of people get low back pain. A lot of people twinge their back. And the biggest thing I see as a therapist is a lot of people when they hurt their back, they don't really know what to do in those beginning stages. And more often than not, people are doing the wrong things or they're just waiting for getting help. And then by the time, you know, they start moving or start doing the right things, they've already wasted a few weeks, if not months, and they could have had relief a lot sooner. So let's go over kind of some examples about acute back pain flare up. And some of this may sound familiar to you. And then uh, hopefully it can relate to those of you that have had this stuff in the past and really give you some useful education going forward. Hopefully you don't hurt your back, but if you do, I want to be able to give you some education on what to do right away. Because right away, that's really the key words right there, because the biggest thing is movement and not just lying down and not moving and taking Advil, taking muscle relaxers and just hoping it gets better because that's rarely ever the case. So let's talk about, say, Put an example here, you're going to pick something up off the floor, lifting up one of your kids, or you're bending over the dishwasher, or maybe even just sneeze, and you felt a little twinge in your back, right? We all have that, or most of us have experienced that, we bend over and kind of just twist awkwardly or move awkwardly, or you're starting to deadlift or something, just feel that little twinge isn't too bad right away, but you know... It starts slowly creeping up on you and all of a sudden by that night or the next day, you can't even get out of bed, right? So a few things with back pain. Initially, in a lot, of, and again, these are just generalizations because I want to just provide a general education about back pains. There's plenty of individual cases where some of this stuff may not work, but that's when you see someone like me, a physical therapist or a doctor or healthcare provider to help you guide you. So keep that in mind that this is all just general education and general information to help you. If you are having back pain and you're not sure what to do and none of these things help, then please reach out and we'd be happy to help you. Okay. So just wanted to get that said before I start going into details. So let's talk about back pain. Like I said, so you bend over, you're bending down to put your shoe on and you tweak your back and you twinge your back. And now it's hard to stand up straight, sitting for a while hurts. Not sure what step to take. Well, in a lot of acute back injuries, most of the time you're going to have what's called a directional preference, meaning you either hurt your spine when you're bending forward, like the example we just talked about putting your shoe on, or maybe you're reaching overhead to grab something, you're lifting in the top cabinet and you're really reaching for it, you tweak your back in a standing position. So bending forward would be a flexion biased and standing up, arching back would be more extension bias. So why are we talking about biases with your back? Because 
usually if you're it's a case where you bend over you, you're doing a deadlift or you're picking something up or you sneeze um, you're creating an injury in what's called a flexion moment where your back is rounded or bended or bent forward so you're creating the injury in a position of flexion which in most cases your spine is not going to like flexion for a brief period meaning say you do hurt your back bend and pick something up now every time you sit or every time you reach forward it's hard to put your shoe on it's hard to put your sock on hard to sit for prolonged periods hard to drive that would all be directional preference of extension if it feels better when you're standing so for example if it hurts while you're sitting versus standing and walking feels fine, standing feels fine, but sitting or bending forward, putting your shoes on, putting your socks on, that's brutal, then that would be a directional preference for extension, okay? So the opposite would be, say, maybe hurt your back reaching for something overhead, and now it feels so much better to lie down or sit down, but standing hurts, you can't stand up straight, walking hurts, things that position your back in a position of extension tend to aggravate symptoms that would tell you that your back has a directional preference of flexion, meaning when it's in a rounded position like sitting down or lying down, it's going to feel better. Okay, so that's important because a lot of times you will have that. So if you notice that you are having pain while you're sitting, then you're going to want to do stuff to move into more of what's called extension, which would be walking, standing up, you know, like a cobra pose and yoga, something like that, that's arching your back getting you out of that slouch position, those movements tend to feel better right away. Um, and the opposite would be, like I said, if you're standing hurts, walking hurts, and you need to sit to get relief or lie down to get relief, sometimes that would point to uh, opposite flexion bias. And why does that matter? Because this is your body telling you what movements it's willing to kind of accept in the beginning, because it's not a case where you just want to really push past the pain, uh, especially if you're having stuff in your extremities. You got to be careful because that's a whole another host of symptoms going into the leg. That means that something's pushing on a nerve root or you might have herniated a disc or something like that. And in that case, the further down your leg the symptoms are going, the more severe it tends to be. So we want what's called centralization to occur where the pain should slowly come up your leg and go towards your back, not further towards your foot. We want it going back towards your back or your butt. And then it's going back to the center of the spine, centralizing, and that's going to mean it's moving in the right direction. So if you do tweak your back and you have pain in your legs, so for example, for me, when I hurt my back, I did it during training jujitsu, and it was uh, extension directional preference. So standing felt good, walking felt good. It was when I sat and when I bent forward, that would really kill me, put pain down my leg. I was having pain all the way down to my calf. And sitting, driving, all that stuff would produce more pain in my calf versus when I did standing or extension-based exercises, the pain in the leg kind of went away and it hurt my back, but the pain in my leg was going away, so I knew that was a safe thing to do. So with these movements, you can play around our, for example, is you know, lying on my stomach or standing up, that's extension bias movement. Is that give me relief? Does that help? Because then you know, okay, I want to do things that arch my back or extend my back in the short term, because that's going to help alleviate the symptoms or the opposite. Maybe it feels really good to lie down and do a crunch or a sit up and your spine's telling you it likes to round, it likes to bend. You want to do child's pose. You want to do a forward bend to alleviate tension. That's guiding you towards 
reflection bias program. So you can figure out what some of these movements are that provide you relief because it's very, very, very important in the beginning when you hurt your back to find a couple of positions that do provide relief because you want to keep your spine mobile. You've had back pain and you just sit down or lay down all day. You can attest that it's probably not feeling any better after you lie down, right? And then it's even more of a hassle to stand up and move because you're in a lot of pain from sitting down for a prolonged period. So it's why one of my favorite movements to do right off the bat, if you hurt yourself or you hurt your back, is try a modified cat-cow. So a cat-cow is a, a familiar yoga position to a lot of us, but you can make it a little more lower back specific where instead of trying to really arch your upper back and do the full cat-cow, just try to stick your butt out and then squeeze your stomach to round your back so you get the arching the extension and the rounding, which is the flexion. And you can feel, does your back tighten up or cause pain when you're going into the rounding versus the extending? And then this is a great position to start moving in your back because being on all fours on your hands and knees, you're actually taking away a lot of the compressive forces, a lot of the load that would be on your spine when you're standing. So it allows you a little more freedom of movement in a non-strenuous position that can help alleviate symptoms and increase your mobility. So maybe it doesn't take away the pain, but doing a little bit of cat-cow mobility in a pain-free, comfortable range can potentially get you to stand up straighter, walk better, move better, and alleviate things to the point where you can function and you're not just sitting there with no hope, uh, hoping your, your back pain goes away. And then from there, I like to progress to a child's pose, which would be bringing your heels so you're on all fours you bring your butt towards your heels and that again will round your back or flex your back and then a modified cobra where you could kind of do the opposite and bring your hips towards the floor so your back is arching kind of like in a push-up push-up position where your hips go towards the floor so you create that arch in your back that would be extension so that would be a progressive extension stretch and child's pose would be a progressed flexion stretch from cat cow. So those are a couple of things you can do right off the bat, but really movement is key. And unless you have a really bad extension or flexion bias rather, where it feels terrible to walk, you're getting all this nerve symptoms, even if it's painful a little bit and it's not going down your leg or not really making your symptoms worse, I would always encourage walking, swimming, just getting your body moving. Um, so cat cow is a great stretch to start. You can kind of figure out if you have a directional preference, you'll keep your body moving. You can lie on your back, do some stomach squeezes, abdominal bracing, bridges. There's a ton of stuff you can start to do. But usually the first thing I would try is one, let's summarize this a little bit. One, find a directional preference. So does it feel better to sit? Does it feel better to stand? Does it hurt with both? Maybe that's the case. Sometimes it's not always cut and dry or black and white, you know, backs and bodies can be complicated. So again, these are just some generalizations, but these are the common things we see in the clinic. You know, after treating thousands of back patients, you kind of pick up on certain trends and you start to see certain things at work. Um, and these are some of those things that I've found to work the best. So find one directional preference, do you know if it feels better to arch or around, basically? So do you feel better sitting? Do you feel better standing? That'll kind of guide your next movements, which again, you can test out via the cat-cow and feel, okay, when I round my back and go into that flexion in the, you know, the cat position, does that feel better? Does that alleviate things? Or does that tighten up everything and cause a lot of pain? Then do the cow portion, stick your butt out like the belly of a cow, right? So you're sticking your butt out, you're creating extension. Does that feel better? And that little movement right there will not only keep your spine moving in a pain-free range and 
keep some of that mobility so it doesn't get so stiff. It'll also kind of guide your next steps. So obviously I can sit here and talk for hours about all the different details that we can go into with back rehab, but it is truly an individual case-by-case basis based on not just you know how the injury happened, but also what your goals are and what you're trying to get back to. But at the end of the day, some of the most common things I feel my, I hear myself talking about to patients all the time are these concepts where you know, directional preference, starting off with cat-cow, because um, almost almost every low back patient, especially in the acute phases, I'm testing out cat-cow in one of those first visits to kind of see how it feels. So these are stuff that I'm telling my patients all day, all the time, every day. So I hope that you can get some education from this. It can help you, it can help guide your, your treatment, and also gives you some hope when you do hurt your back that there are some things you can do. So the worst thing you can do is do nothing. So movement's key. It's just knowing the right movement to do. And I hope I was able to provide a little bit of clarity on some things you can do from uh, from the get-go. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. I hope this was helpful and educational for you guys. I'm going to be doing more of these where I just talk about common things that I find myself telling patients all the time so I can get out in the world and hopefully help some of you guys out. All right. Well, if you have any questions, let us know. Again, if you do have some back pain, especially if there's leg symptoms, I would reach out to a therapist or doctor right away and get some help. Uh, we would be happy to help you. And I hope you all stay healthy, stay moving, stay fit, stay active, and have a great day.